0: Peace Queen, how are you? Hello Charlemagne, how are you my friend?
1: I am blessed black and highly favored, what's happening?
0: And that's how a conversation with Leonard Charlemagne the God McKelvey starts. I caught up with the native of Monk's Corner, South Carolina before the announcement that he's teaming up with another son of South Carolina, Stephen Colbert. They are producing a comedy and social commentary show called The God's Honest Truth with Lenard Charlemagne McKelvey. It hits the airwaves in September. It's been more than a year since I spoke with Charlemagne and as I expected, he was ready to share his two cents on a new president, a new museum that recognizes the transatlantic slave trade, minding his manners, money, and mental health. Let's talk about success. Do you believe everyone is destined for success?
1: I do believe everybody is destined for success, but I think that we all have to understand success is subjective. You know, I think that, you know, in America, we often equate success with, you know, having an overabundance of money, or we equate success, you know, sadly, especially in this era with, with, with fame and celebrity and that's not always the case you know it's a person living in Charleston South Carolina right now and you know they might make I don't know thirty, fifty thousand 50 thousand dollars a year but they got a roof over their head you know they're able to keep food on the table you know and they're happy you know they're happy doing what it is that they're doing to me that's success you know you could be a custodian I used to you know growing up in South Carolina or just anywhere even you know working in New York I know custodians who come in every day and They're super pleasant and, you know, I'm listening to them sing while they're in the bathroom cleaning or you hear them singing while they're vacuuming down the hall. They seem awfully happy to me. So to me, success is just doing whatever it is that makes you happy and, you know, being able to make a living
0: from it. You said you never doubted your talents, but are you surprised that you've reached this level of, we'll continue to use the word success, to be the most sought-after radio personality, a best-selling author, a successful podcaster, a cultural influencer. Are you surprised by this?
1: I don't know if I'm surprised. I think, um, because, you know, I've I've always called it, right? Like, I've always, you know, put that on my vision board. You know, I'm a person who, you know, learned about the law of attraction at a young age, right? I read The Secret by Rhonda Byrne really young, so I always had a vision board, and I always understood that my thoughts become things so i remember sitting in the radio station at z93 jams you know um that when when i first started as a part-time radio personality and i remember just sitting in there doing overnights one night which is you know 12 midnight to 5 in the 5 in the morning and just listening to other radio personalities i was listening to you know tom Joyner and Doug banks and I was studying a lot of the personalities up north, like Wendy Williams and Angie Martinez, listening to Big Boy out in L.A., Big Tigger, all those guys. And I just remember saying to myself, if I'm going to do radio, I, I want to do it on this level. Like, I want to be, you know, a super jock. So my mind state was, I'm going to be the biggest radio personality in the country. And over time, that evolves to, you know, I want to be the biggest motif media personality in the country. And then now that evolves to, I want to be the biggest media mogul in the world. The more you grow, you know, the more you evolve and you, are, you know, you're checking things off that were on your, 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 your list, your bucket list, or your, or, or even your vision board, you know, it just constantly makes you grow even more and more. So I don't, I don't think surprise is the right word, but I'm often, um, I'm often like, 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 wow, I'm, I'm wow a lot, especially when you see, it, you know, when you, I tell people all the time, man, if you could see that your thoughts actually become things good and bad, when those moments happen that you've really, really thought about and manifested, you would fight hard to never think a negative thought.
0: Does your roots, your background, growing up in Monks Corner, South Carolina affect how you function every day?
1: Every day. Every single day. And you know, when I started going to therapy four years ago, I started realizing that, you know, a lot of things that I've done in my adult years or even a lot of things that you know impact me now I can usually trace back to some moment that happened in my childhood you know so 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 therefore you know South Carolina most going to South Carolina that's literally what made me the man that I am I mean I'm a guy that didn't even get on a plane till I was like 21 22 years old it's like yeah like Mount's Corner everything I every, like Kanye had a song with a song with everything I'm not everything I'm not maybe everything I am and you know me my, my curiosity you know constantly always wanting to you know learn learn new things you know my mom would always instill in me to read things that don't pertain to me like and in order for the, in order for me to transcend my circumstances it was always about
0: imagination and books and music And those are just things that stick with me now to this
1: day. So, I mean, it's just like, yeah, Mount's Corner is Mount's Corner, South Carolina as a whole. It's it's everything for me. Like, it's literally the the, the roots of my existence. I don't exist without South Carolina.
0: You've also written, um, these are not your words, actually, you quoting, of course, always back to the music. It seems like it gets with you. But if I said it, I meant it. I bite my tongue for no one yeah
1: um i have to admit that you know i i think that nowadays i do i'm not gonna say bite my tongue well i guess i do you know I, I just i just i'm more careful about the things i say only because i really truly understand the power of words more so than i did prior and oftentimes it's not me biting my tongue it's just me protecting my peace if, if you ask me a question i'm going to tell you a lot more thoughtfully. Than I, than I may have when I, when I was younger, you know? But, you know, it's still just the, the same rules still do apply, though. Like, you know, if I have something to say, like something I feel like absolutely positively needs to be said, like it's a teachable moment, you know, it's going to actually, you know, make something better, you know, I'm going I'm to speak on it.
0: So I imagine, based on what you're saying, very few regrets, but there are instances in which you might have behaved differently given your life experience and what you know and, and how it affects people. There are things you would do differently. Like that's all hy- that's, that's all
1: hypothetical, right? That's in hindsight. Like, yeah, there's, de- there's definitely things I wouldn't do now, but then I often wonder if I didn't do those things, would I have gotten to this point? You know, sometimes those, you know, poor choices, sometimes those bad decisions, you know, sometimes those mistakes, Lead you exactly where you're, you're, you're supposed to be, you know. And sometimes, you know, those things are supposed to happen. So we do learn from them. If I didn't go through, you know, ninety-five percent of what I went through, you know, what, what would I be putting in my books? You know, what conversations would I be having with 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 young people who may be going down the same path? I think the biggest problem that we have right now as a society is this whole idea of cancel culture. Like, I didn't grow up that way. You know, I grew up in it. I grew up actually, you know, gravitating towards the people who transformed their life.
0: Let's talk about some of your um, interviews, but one that comes to mind is your interview with then-candidate Joe Biden. The Breakfast
1: Club. Vice President Biden, how are you today?
0: Good. Good to see you. Who said, and paraphrasing, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. What do you think he meant by that? And tell me more about where you went with that conversation with the then-candidate.
1: I think he meant exactly what he said. You know, I think that's something that he's heard a lot of black people around him say. And I think just him being, you know, a 70-plus-year-old a white man, he probably was thinking the same thing. Like, how could any black person, you know, ever vote for Donald Trump? So he's like, yo, I'm on this radio show with this, you know, guy who I know everybody says he doesn't bite his tongue and blah, 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 so maybe that was just his way of, I don't know trying to keep it real, I guess. (laughs) As Chappelle had in one of his famous sketches, you know, that's when keeping it real goes wrong. I thought it was good, though. And the reason I thought it was good, because once again, I don't think anything happens for no reason. And I think in a situation like that, man, it was all of these conversations around blackness, right? And it was all these conversations around, you know, getting presidential candidates to have a black agenda and for the first time in a long time black people were saying what are y'all going to do for our community specifically we were demanding this right and it's like that conversation happened at the right time because from even before then but last year and now there's been such an emphasis on blackness you saw what happened last summer you know, when 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 after the George Floyd situation, and you know, now you got all of these corporations trying to do right by Black people, and you know, they're offering us equity when they didn't offer us equity before, and they want to tell authentic Black stories, like you know, we got you know more Black political, you know, candidates and Black people trying to be in these positions of power in politics and entrepreneurship, like. I just think black people are getting looked at in a very different way. And as my man, Reverend Dr. William Barber says, this is kind of like a third reconstruction period. And I think that comment that that Joe Biden made, it just once again put the emphasis on where it needs to be. And that's black people, because I truly feel like nothing good is going to happen in this country until this country does right by black people.
0: And you've been telling a lot of people that they need to lean into blackness.
1: Absolutely. I mean... Yo, the Democratic Party, black people have absolutely positively gotten the Democratic Party over every single hill imaginable. First of all, Joe Biden's campaign was dead in the water until our great OG South Carolina brother, Jim Clyburn, stepped up and said, This is the guy I'm going with for X, Y, and Z reasons, which absolutely positively re-energize a bunch of older people in South Carolina, but just a bunch of older people in the South. So then Joe Biden becomes the front runner. Then you go and get a woman of color, Senator Harris, and you put her on the ticket, you know, which is one of the reasons that I voted. I always say I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I voted for, you know, Senator Kamala Harris. Then you have somebody like Stacey Abrams in Georgia, you know, who just galvanized so many different people that not only flipped Georgia blue, but then to turn around and win the Senate for Democrats. So never in my life have I seen it more blatant on who stirs this drink that we call the Democratic Party, which is black. We're black people. We are the spoon.
0: Charlemagne, will you ever seek elected office?
1: Will I ever seek political office? Mm-hmm. No. I don't, (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't have a desire to do that. I feel like, you know, more change can be created, you know, from the seat that I sit in, you know, plus my, 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 you know, my goals are different. Like, you know, I, I, I want to be the, I want to be the multimedia mogul who has the capital to fund certain candidates. You know, like I want to be that guy. I want, I want, I want to be the guy that a candidate comes to, sits down with, because you know they need a big donation or they need my support because they know that you know I, I I can go probably you know convince some other people to support them as well. Like I feel like that's that's what I'm into. You know, I'm into. I'm into job creation, you know, I'm into creating businesses so I can hire, you know, other black people to be in positions that they normally wouldn't be in, leadership positions, executive positions, like, I just think my, I think, I think my, 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 my place in the
0: game is a little bit different. We all know someone who um, has passed away as a result of COVID-19. We certainly all know people who were infected. How did you and your family do and how did you do with the isolation. I know you, you talked about being anxious to get back into the studio.
1: Yeah, because the studio is a comfort zone for me, you know, but for, for the most part, I'm, I'm a homebody, you know, I'm a cancer. My astrological sign is cancer. So, you know, for the most part, I enjoy being at home. Like, you know, I enjoy being at home with my wife. I enjoy being at home with my kids. You know, even if there are things that, you know, we go out and do, it's usually family oriented. Like, you know, other than yeah, other than being at home, like you know, we 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 take big family vacations together, and you know, vacations with friends. So that was the biggest thing for me last year, because you know, we had a couple of family vacations planned that we didn't get to take, you know, because of COVID. Uh, we ended up, we ended up being able to get away at the end of the year, but um, man, it was. It's gonna sound strange to say, 2020 was probably like one of the most fulfilling years of my life. I don't know, man. It was something about last year that was stressful but peaceful because one of the biggest sources of my anxiety is my family, right? So it's like that parental paranoia, as I call it, like when your kids are, you know, at school, you know, and then and, and, and they're away, you know, you're in the city, and you know, I'm, I work in New York, so I'm in New York, and my kids are all the way in Jersey, but they're in school, and I know my wife is running around dropping them off, and it's just like I don't really have any peace until I know that everybody's home. So when you're waking up every day and you know where everybody's at, and I'm doing the show from the from the house, there was a strange sense of calmness and peace about that, you know, and just it just felt like, you know, all of us as a family, we just got closer it seems like last year. So, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times as well.
0: I understand what you mean. You've talked a lot about the importance of mental health, still a subject that a lot of people are not comfortable talking about openly. How do you keep yourself mentally well,
1: man? You know uh, that's 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 what I invest in. Like I always tell people, invest in your mental wealth. Like that's why I spend my money. You know, I'm not the jewelry guy. I'm not the big car guy. You know, I got a therapist. I have a sacred purpose coach. You know, I meditate. You know, I just, I, I I do whatever it is I have to do to be mentally healthy. And, you know, I thank God that I have a village around me who, who's all on that page. You know, I got great friends like my homegirl, Debbie Brown, and, you know, Angela Rye, and, you know, uh, Amanda Seals, like, we all go to therapy. You know, we all are into mindfulness. So, you know, the conversations that we have with each other and the things that we do in order to stay, you know, you know mentally healthy they may they might seem strange to other people but not to my circle and so that 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 makes you feel you know when you got that
0: support system it just makes you feel good is there an interview um, that you still want is there someone who you haven't had a chance to speak with yet and and you're looking to speak with someone man every time somebody
1: asks me that the name that comes to mind is Judy
0: Bloom <laughs> you know, I, I always think about my love for Judy Bloom and Beverly Clearly. Uh-huh. And rest in
1: peace Beverly Clearly. She just passed away at 104 years old. But it's because my mom, my mom is an English teacher. And so my mom used to always tell me to read things that don't pertain to me. That's what she would always say. And there was nothing that was was more different, you know, for me being a young black man from South Carolina than reading these stories about these white people. You know, uh, in particular with Beverly Cleary and Julie Bloom, a lot of the people that, were the, were the main characters of their books were, were were young white girls, and it's like, I, I, I Julie Bloom and Beverly Cleary just had a real impact on my life when I was young. I, I, I went from reading things that didn't pertain to me because my mom told me to to actually becoming real fans of you know both of them as authors, and I literally consumed everything that they put out.
0: The South Carolina story means a lot to you. Certainly make it a part of every story you tell to talk about your roots. And I think the board of the International African-American Museum is um, blessed by your presence and what you will bring to it. And you thought it was real important that you lend your support to the building of the museum.
1: I was very inspired by uh, the, the museum in Alabama. I can't remember the name of it right now. But I remember, you know, seeing Ava DuVernay and Oprah Winfrey and everybody going to, you know, the African-American Museum in Alabama. And, you know, when you think about the history of Charleston and you look at that, that, that plot of land that the museum is being built on, Gadsden's Wharf, and you know that, you know, over half of all slaves, you know, half of all of the enslaved people in America came through that port. Like, it makes you want to tell that story. So it's you know it doesn't just stop at the International African American Museum like and I got a lot of different events that I'm putting together that I want that I want to become staples for years to come because I want people to come to, to Charleston and you know fall in love with the city like 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 we
0: all have. Well, I know that you make it back to the Lowcountry once a, a year or several times a year to support people in many ways with meals and gifts, and that's greatly appreciated. Do you ever sneak in and just kind of stay under the radar and you're in Berkeley County and we don't know about it? <laughs> all
1: the time. <laughs> Literally all the time. I did, it, I did it last year. That was one of the first times we, we all got away as a family because, you know, we were supposed to go out of the country um for because my my, my oldest daughter's uh born day is june 27th Mine's is june 29th and so we always go out of the country for that time but we, we couldn't so the last year we just snuck down and you know stayed on stayed on the isle of palms you know we do that all the time isle of palms hilton head haven't gotten a chance to get to kiowa island yet but yeah i do that all the time you know just pop up just for the weekend go sit on my grandma's porch you know go eat dinner downtown You know, just to smell that South
0: Carolina air. Well, Charlemagne the God, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you. And I appreciate that you always make time for me. And I also appreciate that you make so much time to celebrate this community, the Low Country, we both love so much. So thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Mary. I appreciate you. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by David Dixon and Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye. Until the next time.